It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Neil and Paddy back again with another 10-minute tirade. This is going to be a bit of a shorter one because we're reviewing Burnley, the Burnley game, and very much so a game of two halves and a game of, uh, I suppose, a game of, <laughs> I don't know what other analogy to call it because it was it was a strange game in a lot of senses. But, Paddy, uh, yeah, how are you feeling this morning, the day after the night before? Well, like I, I suppose, let's draw a comparison between last night and last Wednesday, where I was lying awake in my bed, staring at the ceiling after being robbed with VAR. You know, we were beaten fair and square. <laughs> it's it's hard to get annoyed when, when you're just beaten, you know, mm. and it's not like we went out and got hammered either. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm happy, um, but I'm a lot happier with the manner of the defeat than than we have done with the you know you go back to when we lost to Leeds and Southampton we were outplayed for so much of those games, um, so you know we were in the game, mistakes were made, you know we learn from them. Uh, Burnley didn't expect we, we we didn't expect Burnley to to come at us the way we did and. It, you know, we probably should have killed the game off in the first half, and that would have made a huge difference to the to the game. Um, you know, we, we spoke in we spoke in the preview. Uh, one one goal is never enough against these guys because they're always chipping away at you and chipping away at you. And you know, they they got back into the game and fair play to them. They 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 deserved their goals because they were a much better team in the second half. And fair play to them. Uh, yeah, uh, the the game itself. Hinged an awful lot in two two separate instances, incidents, should I say. I think the save 
from uh, actually probably three to save from Marty or saving Marty Watkins from Nick Pope after a brilliant ball from John McGinn. Um, we were only just talking about it beforehand. Uh, it, it kind of highlighted Ali Watkins almost how smart he is as a striker, but also how na- how different he is to a lot of other strikers and shows his naivety for a um f- for I suppose maybe winning penalties and so on. He runs across Ben Me nearly too early where he could have continued the arc of his run out. Look, I'm picking I'm picking holes in this here. The boy played absolutely brilliant in the first half. He was in between those two centre halves, moved them around the park, made it very, very difficult for their fullbacks to do anything in the first half. And he was always there for uh, you know dragging people left and right so that we could attack down the wings. Our wing backs were very much a weapon. Jack Greenish was very much in the game. Bertrand Troy was very much in the game, but they were in the game so much because of Ali Watkins' movement. Now, for that goal, as I say, he takes the ball, he runs across Ben Mee. Ben Mee doesn't foul him. If he did, he would have been outside the box. Yes, it may have been a red card. That's a, a completely different thing. Like, that's that maybe what, what his thinking was. If he continues his, his run on goal, maybe keeps the angle. I know it would have been an angle at goal, but it also probably um, stops Nick Pope from charging out like he does. And when Watkins takes the second touch, when he finally gets to the ball after his second touch, it's under his feet and Pope is right on top of him. Look, not criticizing the guy. Hindsight is twenty twenty. The benefit of being able to slow it down and look at it from a bird's eye view also takes into it as well. But I thought that, you know, we, we stick that goal. It's There's no coming back from it. Also, Ross Barkley hitting the crossbar and that Nick Pope saved them when it comes back after... I can't remember whose shot it was. It might have been Watkins' shot, but when the ball comes back to Traore, he makes a wonder save. Absolute wonder save. That's incident number one, I think, for me. Numbers one and two. And, and let, let's just, let's just take a minute to, to to pat John McGinn on the back for an absolute sublime ball through Ollie Watkins for that one. It's, e- it's easy gloss over these things, and you know I think Watson uh, Watkins was just unfortunate with his second touch. The ball just got caught under his feet because you know I, I think all you you described of wanting him to do was what he had in his mind when the ball came 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 through to him. But look, it's one of those things. We won't dwell on it, you know. We can all miss shots, and um, I don't think there's any shame in what he did. So, um, it's you know, it, it it's a fine line when the ball comes out to Barkley and he just kind of hooks it back in onto the crossbar, and you're just like, that was game, that was game set and match. There was no way they were coming back from two down. Yeah. Uh, I, I and I don't think so too. I think it would have really really burst our bubble in that instance. Then the half time happens and. They bring on Jack Cork and like talk about Sean Dyche not being, you know, we talk about these teams being robust, agricultural, big, tall men. And he he likes to get the, get the ball down, get it into the box from crosses. And they did do they did cross the ball an awful lot um, yeah. last night, but they didn't cross it as much as us, would you believe? Um, but they, they actually did cross the ball an awful lot last night. But they bring on Jack Cork and. The, the commentators made, made a point. He's played 499 games. He's only just gone 31 years of age, but 499 games. Like that's experience that you can bring on there that was very, very beneficial for this team. So what they did was they took off with Josh Brownhill, who is more used to kind of ca- carrying the ball forward. They had him in playing inside with, with an Ashley Westwood. Ashley Westwood is able to spread the ball around. Josh Brownhill comes off. Uh, Jack Cork comes on, and he is then able to stop that ball through the middle 
the direct ball through the middle to Ollie Watkins because he's played in a more defensive role. And Villa, Villa, it's not that Villa couldn't counter it. They absolutely could counter it. But what happened was Burnley got, got more of a foothold on the ball and they were able to hold the ball. They were able to get it out wide quicker, quicker this way as well because they weren't on the back foot. They were picking the ball up a bit deeper and they were able to get the ball out wide to Dwight McNeil and out to... Um, out, out to the other chap on the right-hand side, who I can't remember who, who his name was. Uh, uh, yeah, well, it was actually Robbie Brady who was playing Robbie on the right-hand side. Yeah. yeah, and that's where their goals came from. So, uh, yeah, look, it, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm not too disappointed. I don't blame one person for this game. I don't blame two people for this game. I don't blame the whole team even for this game. I just think Burnley got hot for a five-minute period. And they got they got the lucky bricks. They got a, uh, the commentators are crowing about that being a brilliant header from Chris Wood. No, I'm not, I I don't know is it. I think I think it comes off his head. Just I, I I think you know I think he does it hundred times more. He gets one he gets one of those in. You can call it brilliant. You can call it look. I don't know. And Dwight McNeil certainly didn't mean what mean for his goal. It's probably a bit of culpability from Emmy Martinez there, but. I'm not going to go down that road with him. No, but... a bit harsh. Uh, I agree with you. It would. It, it just kind of spun off his head, and um, I think I think without the spin, Martinez may have got to it. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of spun away and in off the, the the post. I think the McNeil one is is is, is a difficult one. Um, you, you drill the ball in like that. You're you're hoping somebody's getting a touch on it. There's no way he meant it to to be. But you know, all all the coaches in the world will tell you when you're a kid is to get that get that on target towards the back post and mm-hmm. if, if everyone misses it it goes in and Martinez has to be mindful that someone may get a touch but then on the other hand the only thing he could do is just go for the ball yeah but yeah. unfortunately he, he's got he, he reacted too late he's got a, he's got a uh, he's got to trust the guys in front of him to go and try and win it and it just yeah. it just didn't work out that way and as I say, I, I don't blame him for it whatsoever. And, and I don't blame him for the first goal either. I think Burnley played Burnley played that corner beautifully. We didn't even speak about the first goal. And, and I've got a timer on here for 10 minutes. I forgot to mention it. We're coming up to a minute and a half. We're actually going to go over it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> But not by much. Uh, I call the shots in this thing, so I can do what I want. All right? <laughs> but we didn't. We completely neglect, neglected to talk about the first goal. And... A couple of players are getting a bit of stick for the first goal. And I, I genuinely don't understand what, what, where it came from. Like other teams can have very well worked routines as well that you just have no answer for. And uh, and what the, the, the beauty from a Burnley side of things, absolutely the horror from our side of things was that. And the reason that we do a, a, a zonal marking situation like that is that Emmy Martinez is allowed and, and told, and you can see it, he's absolutely told, if that ball is going over everybody's head, you're backpedaling, you're catching it at the back post, you're coming to claim it. But they did an absolute brilliant job. They put three men around Emmy Martinez, and they basically hemmed him in. So this is obviously a tactic that Burnley saw was a flaw in Villa's game. Zonal marking is yeah. fine. We can call it zonal marking. And yes, it was. Douglas Louise was caught with the two centre halves. And he was caught with the two centre halves. And he, he didn't go with either of them. But it's not Douglas Louise's fault. He's, he's doing what he's told. We've got to remember that tactics from corners are pretty rigid. The fact of the matter here is that there should be almost an option to call out of a, a certain tactic or to call out of a certain for, setup for, for the corner to make sure that the defenders are are, are, um, are kept. Uh, there's a leash kept in the defenders, especially if we see that there's three people around the goalkeeper and that option of the goalkeeper saving our bacon at the back post isn't there. So 
once again, I'm not in the room with the tactics board. I don't know what was called. I don't know what setup they were supposed to have from a corner. It's not like in Sunday League, whereby you kind of go, all right, so lads, mark height for height there, will you? It's not like that. <laughs> and it never will be. Even if it's man, man on man, it's not going to be like that, you know? We we criti- like people have criticized Villa for playing man man marking in uh in the in the Southampton game. I'm pretty sure that I did it when John McGinn was tasked with marking Vestergaard. Yeah, it's, it's look, teams okay. study this. People people some people love zonal marking, some people absolutely hate it. I I'm I'm in the latter part of it. Unfortunately, it's the tactic that our management team have chosen to go with. And we, we've we've got to trust them with it. Like it, as you know, as we said before, this has only come to light. The, the, the zonal marking has only come to light since that Southampton game. Um, there hasn't been too many issues with it. Um, as you say, I thought I thought it was a masterclass of a, of a, a set piece from from Burnley. They knew exactly where the ball was going to land. There was two players arriving there very late, um, and it was a mismatch. Douglas Louise was left kind of in between the two of them and unable to do anything with it. Um, bitterly disappointed that it was Ben Mee and he got his moment in the sun because I still haven't forgiven him for what he did to Wesley in the return fixture last mm-hmm. year. So uh, that, that was a bit of a, a bitter one for me, but um, they're, they're going to happen. You know, if, if we go man for man, one of them is going to get beaten in the air from time to time as well. So it, it's peaks and troughs. We just got to get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And it's not a case of we can see the three goals against Burnley. Let's sell our let's sell somebody. You know, somebody needs time out of the team. Like this team has had more better day has had more good days than it's had bad. This team has set up against teams for corners like that and defended them more often than it hasn't. This team has won more games than it had than 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 it's lost this year as well. You know, so yeah. um we're doing things right. There doesn't need to be root and branch changes. I for changes after we have a, a last to a team that we think we should beat. And um, yeah. I, I genuinely believe that we go out against Southampton that this that this loss isn't going to be a defining factor for this team. I don't think it'll be allowed. I don't think that culture is in Dean Smith's uh, in a Dean Smith team, or a John Terry team, or a Craig Shakespeare team, or mm. uh, um, a Richard uh, Richard O'Kelly team. I, don't, I just don't think it's there. Uh, and mm. we'll see. I could be proven wrong on Saturday, but we do have a grudge match against Southampton. You know, they kind of took us to task in the first half last time we played them. And we didn't, we didn't respond. We responded in the second half. This is actually an interesting one, Paddy. Against Brighton, we didn't perform in the first half. We performed in the second half. We lost the game. Against Southampton, we didn't perform in the first half. We performed in the second half. We lost the game. We lost the game. Against, uh, who else did I mention there? Against Burnley. We performed in the first half brilliantly. Like they were basically, they were calling us the, the what was it? The, the the Brazilian team in 1970s nearly. They were all short to calling us that in the first half. We lost 3-2 to Burnley. It's, look, yeah. every team, you need to play for 90 minutes. You absolutely need to play for 90 minutes. We didn't take our foot off the off the gas. We maybe looked a small bit sluggish with, with coronavirus. I don't think that we, we need to blame Dean Smith for not making subs earlier because at 73 minutes we were going to we were on our way to Europe. At 79 minutes, everyone was given out, but we didn't make subs quicker. It happened in a short six minute space of time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of the none of the goals were specifically because people were off the mark. They were 
well taken like if you want to call it Chris Woods a well taken goal which I suppose it really was and Dwight McNeil's was everybody was in the correct position the ball just snuck in at the back post it was just a fluke so yeah look it's a bitter one bitter one yeah I'm 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 slightly critical at the timing of the substitutions if I'm being honest and you know there's no point in sugarcoating it either um we did look leggy I thought from about 60 minutes on we looked leggy and you're looking to the bench going, I'm sure Anwar and, and Trez are, you know, absolutely itching to get on the pitch. Um, why not get them on and let them go at them and see how we get on? And, you know, it was kind of more uh, reactive than proactive, I thought, to bring them on in 83 minutes. Um, you know, maybe he has something else in his head. Maybe the two of them will start on Saturday. I don't know. But uh, I, th- I think... From from sixty minutes on, I felt that the effects of that layoff are starting to show, and um, the the lack of people we have to come on and change a game mm. is is starting to show as well. So, you know, we're still we're still a long way off being being uh, European challengers. I think um, I think we could have done with another few players. Maybe the timing is not right. Maybe they don't want to do it at this time of year. Maybe they don't want to upset what we have. Um, I, it's hard to say whether they have anything planned in the next few days, but I think he look at it himself and realize that there is still a good a good way off, and 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 there is a few missing. And maybe maybe you know maybe we're ahead of the time of where we are at the moment, and and you know we, we look back. It's the, first of all, it's the first time we failed to win from a leading position from the from scoring the first goal. Um, this time last year we lost by by the time we played this game last year we were 13 points lost from a winning position so that's that's us coming a long way um after 18 games last year uh, you might remember we lost to Southampton that was our 18th game we were in the bottom three with with a, a very negative uh, goal difference this season we're 10th two games in hand on on most around us and and a, a very healthy goal difference so We've we've come a long way, you know. I know I know it's easy for for some to pick a scapegoat, but please just lay off the players. There's there's no need for it. There's absolutely no need for it. We should be enjoying this, you know. Mm-hmm. When I see there's people laying into Dougie Louise over the goal, there's people laying into Mings for absolutely no reason. Like let's call a spade a spade. If 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 he has, you know, uh, something gone wrong in the game, we'll call him out, and that's fair enough because that's that's what we do. If someone has a bad game, we say it. But you just pick on him when he's done absolutely nothing wrong. In fairness mm-hmm. to him, I thought he had one of his better games. But I, I just don't get why we have to have a scapegoat. You, do, you look around the pitch last night and one of, one of our biggest scapegoats for two or three years was actually Westwood. And he comes out yep. against us and has, has a decent enough game and has, has carved out a career as a, as a Premier League footballer. So just, just lay off the players. You know, they, they've had a rough time. We, we, need, we need to get behind them. We need, we need to show a bit of solidarity we, we don't know who's been affected by this corona outbreak and they're going to be tired they're going they're going to be mentally drained after this run of games and uh, it'll be interesting to see where we are at the end of next week because there's a lot a lot of games backing up there so i'm looking forward to uh, getting getting through the next week of football and then having a week off and hopefully that they can get a break and uh, and maybe work on some stuff on the training ground yeah uh, and I think that's fair. It's a very, very fair assessment. Very fair assessment. Um, teams can have good games against us. Teams can have good 10-minute spells against us. I think that's what's really happened. That's what's really happened. Like the two goals, as I said, the two winning goals. 
Uh, and I will call them the two winning goals. Goal number two from Dwight Neal and goal number three from um, from from Chris Wood uh, were fortuitous. And sometimes you just got to live with that. It's a lot easier to live with than, as you said at the very start, we'll finish like we started. It's very, a lot easier to live with and to sleep with when something like that happens to you than when, you know, it's blatant and the, the controversy and the controversy and knowing you're right eats away at you. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a hard that's a lot harder one for me to take than than sometimes when a team just gets hot like Leeds got hot for a half against us Burnley got hot for fifteen minutes against us and you know it just it's it, it it's a bitter pill to swallow but for me it's easier to swallow and get back up in the horse and I think it'll be exactly the same for the players I think it will be exactly the same for the players and and who knows uh, maybe Morgan Sanson we see him at the weekend maybe that you mentioned about about fresh legs I don't have any problem with uh, Trez and Anwar Gazi I think they're very very much very good squad players and that is some 360 degree turn from me uh, and and you in fairness the two of us since, yes, since uh, November last year you know November of November of 2019 <laughs> I suppose really um, delighted to have them there I think the viable striking option is next next to work on. It's as recently as July. I was calling out El Ghazi for his bravery. So I I make no bones about it. You know, if if you if you make a decision on someone, and and they prove you wrong, hold your hands up and say, you know, well done. When the facts change. change I just just find it very hard to 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 listen to and and read what people say. You know, there's there's a fine line by the the you know the the abuse that he's getting. I, I I watched. Uh, the abuse from Axel Two and Zabi last night starting that off. That was awful. That was awful. Starting off, you know, fairly like what we're doing with Mings and it developed into something a lot more sinister. So, that, you know, there's a fine line between that and, we, and I, I really hope that we, we wouldn't reduce ourselves as a club to that kind of abuse because no, it's absolutely I, disgusting. I, I, no, absolutely. And, and just on the Two and Zabi thing, that was absolutely disgusting. And, uh, you know, somebody who we are, is obviously close to every villain's hearts after all his escapades in the championship with us as well. And uh, mm-hmm. we hope that the authorities stamp this stuff out because it really really should be and and look as you said yes we're we're uh it's, it's a case of uh maybe you, you see things uh, left right and center about this player had a shit game tonight or whatever please don't let anybody if you see it call it out if you see if anybody sees anything that goes steps over the line or anything along those lines please call it out it's it's just not worth Absolutely. it um anyway we're going to end that. We're going to end it here. We're going to be back with you guys probably tomorrow. The podcasts are coming thick and fast. Back again to which it to back to you again what, tomorrow. What I really meant to say was, I'm looking forward to next week when we can have a few days off ourselves, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wait a minute. I didn't press stop recording before you said that, Patty. <laughs> no, it's look. It's great. It's great to be able to. You know, this is a release from. Horrible, oh, horrible stuff. times that we're in. So to be able to be able to talk and engage with people about what we say, it's, it's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, and I welcome any comments, negative or not, whatever it is. You know, by all means, send us a message or slag us off or whatever. I don't exactly. care. It's, it's 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 all it's all a bit of fun. And uh, as you said, it's it's a release from what are really really tough times for everybody. So I hope everybody is well and uh, we get through it together. And you know, just look back at that first half of football. It was absolutely magical to watch. All it was missing was a couple more goals to kill it off. And that's the difference in the conversation here today. So it's not all bad. You know, we're, we're in a much better place than we were this time last year. So we should mm-hmm. be smiling and we should be enjoying the football, albeit we're watching it from a distance on the TV. But we will get back there. And hopefully we're still as good as we are by the time we get back into <laughs> a stadium. Exactly.
exactly i'm sure we will be uh obviously as well guys don't forget a couple of days of recruitment maybe something comes through the door as well Um, not really holding my breath but i'd be delighted as you know i get i get excited at the drop of a hat and the transfer so it's uh, very easy to get <laughs> you love, excited a, you love a good transfer story Neil. A good <laughs> transfer story yeah i i'm nearly at the stage during this pandemic where i'm buying buying a, a copy of match magazine or 442 <laughs> more so a match and i'm sc- scrolling through rifling through to see any transfer news and saying that used to yeah. come in there bring me back to my to my childhood but uh i love a good transfer you, just story. just another now that you mentioned magazines to see how far our, our club has come, we have one of our one of our own on the front page of World Soccer Magazine. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, it yeah. really is, and yes. you know, and he deserves every accolade that he gets. He he was phenomenal yesterday again, um, albeit I thought he got a bit tired towards the end, and that's totally fine because you know the games are are there. You know, they're coming thick and fast. This was this is not going to be an easy run for anybody. But to have a player of our own up there on World Soccer Magazine, I thought it was fantastic to see yesterday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Right, lads, we're going to leave it at that. Um, that's the longest ten minutes you guys are ever going to spend with us. Um, that ten minute—that's that, a twenty-minute ten minute. Real Irish ten minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, twenty-minute, twenty-minute, ten-minute tirade. Uh, you got you guys got there. Um, thanks ever so much to everybody for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, look result didn't go away we've got Southampton at the weekend back up in the horse again just get at them and 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 see see what comes from uh what comes from this game at the weekend as well uh I'm totally delighted with the season so far and I know it's only going to get better we'll be back to to you guys with a uh Southampton preview until then you can follow Paddy on at Philip Paddy you can follow me on at love McGraw pod please like share subscribe to the podcast if you will and until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.